You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. This morning, we specifically prayed for people in the second service for hearts. Is that second service? Praise the Lord. And uh, I have a, a, a dear friend back home who I was just waiting uh, on any time to get the message that, that she had passed. And I got a message this afternoon that they found a heart for her. And uh, praise the Lord. And so they're doing surgery on her in the morning and she'll have her new heart, amen. And I believe she'll finish out her days with joy and gladness, amen. So while God is working here, he's working back home. Amen, praise the Lord. So I I could run around the building some tonight, amen, but I'll try and behave myself. Praise the Lord, I don't have to behave. Amen, praise the Lord. (laughs) Because the Lord is good, amen. And his mercy endures forever, 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 amen. And we're so thankful for the mercies of God in the area of healing, amen. Amen. And uh, one of the things that the Lord has had me do over the the past several months is uh, back home, there's a lot of sickness, there's a lot of death, there's a lot of things that are going on in people's bodies. And um, the Lord has led me to where I've been having healing encounters. And those healing encounters just simply consist of coming in and teaching the word for about 40 minutes and then ministering to people as we are led by the Spirit of God. And we are seeing tremendous results there. We've seen cancers healed, amen, and uh, lungs healed. Just I could go down the list. Tumors and things are just disappearing. And we're just simply teaching the word of God in this light that God is good. Nothing difficult, nothing hard, amen, just acknowledging that God is good, amen. And he doesn't want us to be sick in any shape, form, or fashion, amen. I don't care if you have an ingrown toenail, God doesn't want you to have it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't care if you have an eyelash that keeps acting up. God don't want your eyelashes acting up, ladies. Come on. Amen. The Lord is good, and he wants us healed. Amen. In every, every part of our body. Amen. Functioning at full capacity. So in, in, in ministering uh, back home, I, I don't know, tonight I just kind of feel like I'm going to kind of go along that line. We shall see. Praise the Lord. But um, part of that, part of what comes along with that is dealing with the, the area of death. And uh, as I told you this morning, I started singing at a very, very early age, very young age. And uh, probably my first funeral that I sung at, I was probably about nine years old. Uh, a little boy uh, didn't make it out of a fire. And his family asked me to, to sing, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, at his funeral. And so I've been singing at funerals for years now, and I have probably sang at thousands of funerals. 
And uh, by being in that environment and having to, to work with those situations, praise God, how many of you know that, that grief can take hold of you? Because you're dealing with families in their, their difficult times, dealing with family in, in some of the most difficult times and tragic times of their life, amen, but yet we are, we are to bring comfort to the family. And how many of you know that the Holy Ghost leads in every area of our life? No matter what we have to deal with, no matter what we're going through, the Holy Ghost is there to help us. Amen. And he gives the right song at the right time. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just recently, a, a, a good friend of mine, she, uh, she passed away. And uh, she just got born again just a couple of months before she died. And uh, the day of the funeral, this is not going to be a morbid service tonight, all right? Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus, where are we going? <laughs> Amen. I'm just not going to holler a whole lot tonight because I didn't holler all week, and I'm going to save the holler for the end, but I am going to holler. <laughs> Amen. But uh, she... Uh, passed away and we were, we were at her service. They asked me to do some songs at, at, at her service. And uh, as the family was coming in, they were, they were acting like only black folks can do at a funeral. I, I don't know if you've ever really been to a real, <laughs> a real black folk funeral, but this was, a real, this was the real thing. When they came through the door, they were screaming and hollering and falling out, praise the Lord, and they were having to fan them and pick them up, and whoo, Jesus, and the minister is walking in, and he's trying to read the scripture, and you can't hear him, and he's got a microphone, because they're saying, you know, just carrying on, and in some respects, some aspects, it's kind of funny, but then again, uh, it pulls on your heart, because people don't know how to handle grief, And, you, and, and you, you just have, you have sympathy toward them because they don't know what to do with it. And so the, the, the pastor is trying to quiet the family down, and they don't listen to him. And then another minister gets up, and he tries to quiet the family down, and they don't listen to him. And the pastor gets up and reads the scripture, and they don't listen to her. And the next thing you know, it's my turn. And I mean, they are falling all over the place and they are screaming. And when I stood up, they ran up to the casket and they were standing around the casket. And I was like, oh, Jesus, what, what do you do? Can't sing nothing sad, my God, because you sing something sad, we'll never get out of here. We'll be burying everybody today. <laughs> Come on, these are, these are real life issues that, that we deal with, real situations that we're in. And, and so I just looked down on the inside to, to see what it was that I was supposed to do. Amen. And the, and, and the Spirit of God gave me a song to sing. But before I sang, he gave me an exhortation to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. And these are the words that came up out of my spirit. It's joy time now. And, and I was thinking in my head, oh, God. How in the world can you talk about joy when these people are grieving? So I didn't take my eyes off the greater one on the inside because I knew he had more to say and I couldn't look away. I had to hear everything he had to say. I said, it's joy time now. 
it's time to get to the joy. The scripture says that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And before you get out of here, amen, I'm talking to them, said before you get out of here, we're going to teach you how to get to joy. I've never said that before. And I don't necessarily know how to get to joy from this place, huh? Have you ever been somewhere and didn't know how to get to another place? Amen. Praise God. But thank God for the guide, for the GPS on the inside. Amen. And so I had the whole congregation say joy. And so I want you all to say joy. Joy. Amen. Praise the Lord. And only about five or six people in the congregation said joy. And I thought it was about to be a riot in the place because here it is. My mama's dead. And you're going to talk about joy. My auntie dead. And you're going to talk about joy. Yeah, because that's what the Holy Ghost said to do. He said talk about joy and to show you how to get to joy. Amen. Because in the days ahead, you're going to know, you're going to need to know how to get to that path, how to walk that path, because grief will try to overtake you. How many of you know that death is the last enemy to be put underfoot? And death tries to rule and tries to reign and tries to take over. That's the reason why we have all these plagues and all these diseases that are coming at us. It's because death is trying to rule. But how many of you know death can't rule when we are around? Oh, I need a better amen than that. Amen. We rebuke it. We bind it. We say no. We fight it. We resist it. We don't just sit back and yield. It's like, no, uh-uh, we ain't going nowhere until it's our time. Till we ready to go. When I'm ready to go, then I'll go. Somebody should have jumped up and danced a little bit on that. Amen. You don't, you don't tell me when to go, Deaf. Amen. I yield when I get ready. Everybody say, I yield when I get ready. Some of you have never said that before, so say it again. I yield when I get ready. Amen. It doesn't just come in. Death doesn't have dominion over us. Amen. Jesus mastered death. Shoo. Amen. So I'm not supposed to be yelling tonight, amen, but I feel a yell coming on in this place. (laughs) Amen. The master is on the inside of you, and he'll teach you how to master death. You walk in the room, and death will walk out of the room. Disease will walk out of the room. Uncurable things will walk out of the room. Praise the Lord. So we had to get to the joy. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. And so we be sing, we begin to sing a song about heaven. And I said, we're going to rejoice because she didn't go to hell. Uh, I said, she, at least she was faster than the man on the cross. Hello? The man on the cross waited till the last minute. She at least got in a few months before. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so we're going to rejoice today that she has made her home in heaven. And we started singing and praising God. Amen. And the whole atmosphere of the room shifted. It went from grief to joy. Can it shift that quickly? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Amen. And a lot of these people that were at the funeral were not believers. But I'm telling you, the oil of joy came in the room. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I was brought up around the old, old folk. So they said stuff like oil and ointment and anointing. And I like all that stuff. Amen. Because I know that stuff works. Amen. Come on. When they put some Vic salve on your chest. <laughs> put it up your nose. Come on, somebody. Here, take this. Swallow a little bit of it. It ain't going to hurt you. <laughs> oh, take a whole lot. Just swallow a little bit of it. And then they wrap you up in all them blankets. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing about it. Y'all don't know nothing about it. Y'all too young. <laughs> Amen. Whatever's in you, they going to sweat it out of you. Amen. Try to take a piece of cover off. Leave that cover on. <laughs> they knew how to get that stuff out of you in natural ways. Amen. But we know how to do the same thing spiritually. We know how to take our dominion. We know how to take our authority. Amen. Again, and just drive sickness and disease out of bodies. Woo. And just live free. Glory to God. We need some people with testimonies of deliverance. My mother was diagnosed with, with pancreatic cancer in 2006, I want to say. And, and of course, that's not a, a, a good diagnosis at all. There were several people in, our com in the community there that had died from pancreatic cancer. And the doctor told her that she had it and told her that she's going to have to have surgery and uh, that it chances are pretty much zero that you're going to make it through. And she looked at the doctor and said, I ain't dying from cancer. <laughs> and he said, Miss Slaughter, I just need you to understand that this is serious and, and people do not come out of this. You know, and he was giving his pill and she looked at him and she said, I don't care what kind of cancer it is. I'm not dying from cancer. I <laughs> Amen. And then he, he proceeded to go a third round with her. I don't understand. <laughs> I learned to quit first round, but he decided he wanted, <laughs> brother man wanted to go three rounds and he was just, he was trying to give her a cancer that was going to kill her. But she just wasn't going to have any kind of cancer. It didn't matter whether it was pancreatic, stomach, head, eye, doesn't matter what it is. I'm not, she said, I'm not dying from cancer and I want you to understand. She started raising her voice at the doctor, you know, like he was her child. <laughs> she said, I'm not dying from cancer. From cancer. And then this, they had, she had to meet with the surgeon and he's telling her the same thing, you know, Miss Slaughter, I've had a zero success rate with this. Everybody dies from it. Get your business in order. And she looks at him. I'm not dying. I'm not dying from cancer. You're going to do what you need to do, and God's going to do what he needs to do, and I'm going to be all right. I'm not, I'm not dying from cancer. I don't care what kind of cancer it is. I'm not dying from it. I mean, she just, that's who my sister gets it from. 
<laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, and so when you looked at the uh, x-ray, you could see that the, the, the tumor had grown outside of her pancreas and that it was a really bad situation. But when, when they did the surgery and, and the surgeon got in there, the tumor had shrank and it was inside the pancreas. Oh, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't. It was inside the pancreas, and, and the, the surgeon got so excited that he came out while he was doing the surgery because he was so. <laughs> ain't seen this before, you know? It hadn't happened like this before. And he came out and he said, listen, we're not going to have to take all your mom's pancreas. <laughs> and he said, if she will eat right and do right, she won't even be a diabetic. That's how much that tumor shrank. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We have authority in the name of Jesus. We can use the name of Jesus to rebuke cancer, to rebuke devils, amen, to rebuke demons, to rebuke sickness and disease. We can use that name. They have to go. Woo. Praise the Lord. I'm not screaming tonight. Amen. <laughs> Got to get to the joy, got to get to the joy, got to get to the joy. And so when she comes out of surgery and everything, and they finally, maybe it was a day or two later, because it took her a couple of days to really get awake, they gave her the report that they didn't have to take <laughs> all the pancreas and all that. And she's looking at the surgeon, and she just kind of rolls her eyes at him. <laughs> he's expecting her to be excited you know about the report and she rolls her eyes like I told you <laughs> Woo! and so he tells her listen if you will eat right you won't be a diabetic and she musters up enough strength to say I'm going to eat what I want to <laughs> I'm going to eat what I want to, and I'm not going to be no diabetic. <laughs> when you know who you are and the authority that you have in the name of Jesus, it doesn't matter how bad the report is. Amen. You can change it in Jesus' name. You do not have to die, but you can live. You can live. You can live and fulfill your days and fulfill your destiny. Ah, I don't know. If somebody got a death sentence over their life tonight, you just need to get up and run around this room. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's the power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And he tells us, he says, I've come that your joy may be full. In the midst of of the most adverse circumstances, our joy can still be full. In the midst of having the worst report that we've ever had, 
Amen. It doesn't have to affect our joy. Amen. How many of you know that the joy of the Lord, we were singing about that this morning. Huh? The joy of the Lord is our Come on now. The joy of the Lord is our Amen. And we're, we know how to get strong in times of trouble, in times of bad news. We know how to tap into the joy of the Lord. Amen. My mother didn't get depressed. She didn't get down. Amen. If you looked at her, you would think she was the same old Peggy that she's ever been. You couldn't tell that she had that kind of report. She's bossing and just, <laughs> just being who she is. Amen. She didn't lose her joy just because she got a bad report. Access the joy that's on the inside of you. Amen. Jesus said, I've come that my joy might remain in you. That it will remain in you. A bad report doesn't take away our joy. Everybody say, I got joy. Say it again, I got joy. What are you doing with the joy on the inside of you? Are you just letting it lay there? Are you exercising your right to be joyful in the Lord? I will be glad in the Lord. Hallelujah. I will count it all joy. Try to lock me down and see how happy I get. Come on. They whipped and they beat. I was getting, Paul and Silas. I was getting ready to say Peter and John, but I said the right name. They whipped and beat Paul and Silas and locked them up in the prison. Amen. And commanded them not to preach and teach in the name. In the name. In the name of Jesus anymore. Praise God. They had them locked up in their innermost prison. But how many know they were not locked up on the inside? They tapped into the joy of the Lord in the innermost prison. At midnight, they started singing praises unto God. Amen. And they weren't quiet about it because the Bible says everybody, everybody, everybody heard them. Everybody heard them. Whoo! And while they were singing, all of a sudden the power of God showed up in that prison and shook Everything. Come on, if he can show up in a prison, he can show up in your bedroom. <laughs> Come on, he can show up in your car. Woo! He can show up in the bathroom at the house. They have to come in there and see what's going on. It's just the joy of the Lord. Woo! Tapping into the joy. I got to tap into my deliverance. Got to tap into my freedom. It's in there. I got to access it. No matter how bad it may be, the scripture says in Hebrews that Jesus endured the cross. He endured his sufferings because of the joy that was set before him. In other words, Jesus had his vision right. He knew he had to go through what he went through so that we could be redeemed. He had to go through that. But he didn't let his mind get stuck at what he had to go through. 
May I say that one more time? He didn't allow his mind to get stuck at what he had to go through. He saw to the other side. Amen. So he was able to go through what he went through because he knew his joy on the other side of this. His joy on the other side of this. So he took the beating. He took the piercing. He took the whipping. He went through the anguish. He went through the pains so that we have a right not to. I need a better amen or something than that. Amen. He saw the joy. He saw the day. Amen. When, when, when believers would stand in who they are in him. Amen. And be able to resist sickness. Be able to resist disease. Amen. And stand in the, the authority of his name and be set free. <sighs> he saw it. And he was happy about it. He was glad about it. Amen. And he endured it. If he can endure what he went through, how much more should we go through our things with joy? There should not be an absence of joy in any situation that we face in life. There should not be an absence of joy in any situation that we face in life. Our joy should always be full. Always full, always full. But many times we, we, are, we haven't re- renewed our mind, amen, to what's living on the inside of us. Over in Romans, it talks about that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness and peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We were made righteous by the blood of Jesus, amen. And you all know that the peace of God who is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have all those tools. We have all these things that we can access, but do we access them? The joy is there for times of trouble. Not just a good time. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When we're faced with adversity, we need to know how to get to the joy. When we get a bad report, we need to know how to get to the joy. Come on, when Bo Henry is acting up, you need to know how to get to the joy. When Susie ain't cooking, you got to get to the... (laughs) How to get to the joy. When your money is funny, you got to know how to get to the joy. Amen. The joy of the Lord is... Ah, say it better than that. The joy of the Lord is. It is. Amen. We access the joy because we're strengthened by it. Can ah, make it through this because I got joy like a river and it flows continuously. Yes, I got. How are you able to do what you do? Because of the joy of the Lord that strengthens me. Because I know that all things are working together for my good. And I'm just happy because God is on my side. Amen. The blood has been applied. Amen. And it is working for my good. 
Everybody say it's working, it's working. for my good. My joy is full. My joy is full. My cup is overrunning with joy. I have more than enough joy for every test, every trial that I face. I have more than enough joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Somebody shout for just a moment. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It looks like I ought to be down and not dancing. But they don't know. They don't understand. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I can't just lay here and act like I'm not going to get up out this bed. Come on, the old folks used to sing a song. I say old folks. <laughs> if I can't say a word. Oh, I got three people back there. Three people back there that are about my age. Y'all all right with me. <laughs> if I can't say a word, I just wave. I just wave my hand, letting you know I'm on the victory side. I'm on the victory side. I can't say nothing right now. But baby, you better know the joy of the Lord gonna raise me up. Everybody say, I got joy. I got joy. Amen. And joy is working. The joy of the Lord is working. Amen. Again, we used to use the terminology. Oil and ointment. Do folks still use those terms nowadays? They still good terms. Praise the Lord. But he's given us the oil of joy for sadness, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He's given us those things. And it takes faith to act. When your body is racked with pain, when symptoms are talking loud, it takes faith. Everybody say faith. faith. It takes faith to act on and to activate the joy of the Lord. This is one of the things that I, that I learned from, from being around Brother Hagen and, and listening to his teaching. He, he uh, was born prematurely and had a lot of things wrong with him. And one of the things that... that was deformed in him was his heart. And of course the Lord healed him and raised him up. And um, as, he, as he got older, probably about 10 years after the, after the Lord healed him, he was out, maybe it was a little bit more than 10 years, get the numbers mixed up. But he was out on the road traveling and he said he was laying in bed at, at the pastor's house and he said he had the most alarming symptoms in his body. And he knew that he was, he was dying. He was having heart trouble. And, and 
the devil told him that he was going to die. And so Brother Hagin said, all I did was pull the covers up over my head because I didn't want to disturb anybody. And he said, I started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Ha. He said, I didn't feel like it. I had the most alarming symptoms in my body. He said, I'd been dead several times, and I know what it's like when death takes a hold of you. And he said, death was taking a hold of me. But I pulled the covers up, and I just started, ha, ha, ha. That's not what I would do. <laughs> Come on, somebody. If I were in that situation, I'd be like, hey, somebody called the 911, and y'all get in here and start praying. <laughs> <laughs> Get the prayer line. Get the prayer chain going. Get it going. Don't act like you don't know. Don't act like. Don't act like you ain't burnt your hand on the stove, huh? And got some butter and put it on it. And that like, like why in the world did we put butter on the burn? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But he said, I started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't feel like it. A new death had attached itself to me. But I started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. And finally, he said, probably about after about 40 minutes or so, the, the devil finally said, what are you, what are you a laughing at? That's that Texas talk. What are you a laughing at? And he said, I'm a laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, what, what, what are you laughing at me for? He said, because you said I wasn't going to get healed. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Didn't feel it. Nothing was changing in his body. The Simpsons were, were just as real as they had ever been. But he laid there, ha, ha, ha. And finally, the devil said to him again, said, what are you laughing about? He said, I'm a laughing at you. What are you laughing at me for? Because you said I wasn't going to get healed. Ha, ha, ha. And the devil said, that's right. You're not going to get healed. You're not going to get healed. And he said, Mr. Devil, let me show you something. Well, let me tell you something. He had so many stories. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, let me tell you something. I don't have to get healed. I already got healed. Jesus purchased it, purchased it for me over 2,000 years ago. I don't have to get what I already got. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, And he said the devil gathered up all his symptoms and took off, and he didn't have any more trouble. What do you do when you're faced with death? Ha! Ha! Seems like the craziest thing in the world. These Christian folk. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. What does ha, ha represent? It represents your faith. That you know that Jesus already bore all your sickness, all your pain, 
all disease. Ha, ha, ha. Amen. You know that you are the redeemed of the Lord, that you don't have to fight to get it. Jesus already got it for you, and you're just walking in the light of what already has been purchased for you. Ha, 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 ha. What do you do in those situations? Go straight for the joy. What do you do with a bad report? Go straight for the joy. Don't wait for the feelings. Don't, don't wait for a good report. Go straight for the joy. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. I know what to do. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to say something, but I better not say it. Amen. But one of the best things you can do is keep unbelief away from you. If you know the person that is married to, married to you, laying next to you, they're not going to be in faith with you. One of the best things you can do is get up and go in the other room and laugh by yourself. Okay, all right. All right. Per, don't let the person that is in the room with you talk you to death. Okay, don't like that one. Let's see if there's something else. <laughs> Oh, there's people that will talk you to death. Uh, Aunt Mary had it. Aunt Bertha had it. Uncle Leroy had it. They all died. <laughs> now you got it, and you're going to die too. <laughs> oh, no, those are not the people that you want to hang out with. Those are not the people you want to run with. No, nah, those are not the ones. You want to get your laughing buddies together. You want to get the ones that are going to speak the word, amen, and believe God with you. Glory to God. And rejoice that your captivity it's turned. Everybody shout, my captivity, my captivity has been turned. Has been Say it again, my captivity, my captivity has, been turned. has been turned. One more time, my captivity, my captivity has, been turned. has been turned. The joy of the Lord, the Lord is, my is my strength. My mouth, my mouth is filled with laughter, filled with laughter. and my tongue with singing because the Lord has done great things great things great things great things the Lord has done great things the Lord has done Somebody shout, he's already done it. <laughs> the Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. Come on, you're just as happy as the cat that got the canary. Hey. 
Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord, come on, the heathen recognizes what God has done for us. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has. The Lord has done great things for us. We're up. We are glad. Get to the joy. Get to the joy. Get to the joy. Get to the joy zone. Run to the joy zone. Woo! I got joy. I got, I got joy. I got joy. I got, I got joy. Some people get excited about Prozac. Well, praise the Lord. <laughs> Get excited about their meds. Amen. They got to take this med at 7 a.m. and this med a half hour later and this med at 9 o'clock. I'm not making fun of you. I've got people in my family that do this. The same thing. And we're trying to get them over into the joy. Working to get them into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Joy of the Lord will heal you. Amen. The joy of the Lord is a way of releasing the life of God, the power of God in your body. Amen. Getting them endorphins working. Everybody say the joy of the Lord. Is my strength. Now we need to go back to children's church for a while. Because grown folk forget stuff. (laughs) Praise God. But thank God for children's church. That it teaches us early how to access the joy of the Lord. And I know... Just like y'all remember that song. I know y'all remember this one. If you want joy, you just jump for, huh? Jump for, see. I I knew this was going to be rough right here. I knew it. I knew it. I'm grown now. I'm grown. You need to get up with your grown self and jump then. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not a good preacher right there. (laughs) Don't leave the basics. Don't leave the basics. The joy of the Lord is your strength. If you want joy, you leap for it. You jump for it. Amen. You shout for it. You do something to release the joy of the Lord. You just don't sit there and say, I got joy. You got what? I got joy. You got something, but it ain't joy. (laughs) You got a devil, you got a... (laughs) Amen. Do, do something. Do something that represents joy. This is the instruction right here. Do something. 
So those verses say, then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing because the Lord has done great things for us. Amen. You all can sit back down for just a minute. Amen. Some folks may ask, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm taking my medicine. Come on, the scripture says, a merry heart. Merry heart does good like a... This is how we stay well. This is how we stay whole. Amen. This is how we stay sickness-free and disease-free. Amen. A merry heart. We take our medicine on a regular basis. We take it at 6 a.m., 7.30 a.m., come on, 9 a.m., we take our medicine. <laughs> but I do, want, I do want to end with this, and I'm going to give it back to pastors tonight. That scripture there in Psalms. Let me get away from over here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Better get away from here, too. Amen. <laughs> So, the scripture says, <laughs> the scripture says, <laughs> that their mouths were filled with laughter and their tongues singing. We have a few more minutes. (laughs) 
because our mouths are to be filled with laughter. And, and tonight, our brother led us in praise and worship. Amen. He stood up, sang, and the group joined in with him. Amen. And we sang at least three songs. Amen. And pretty much everybody joined in. And we just enjoyed that singing brought in the presence of the Lord. You all remember that? Hadn't been here so long that you forgot about. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And that came through the avenue of singing. And it was because somebody was willing to yield their vocal cords to singing. And it brought in the presence of God. Well, that scripture says their mouth was filled with laughter and singing. So just like you can yield to singing, you can yield to laughter. Just like you lead in singing, you can lead in. We hope you're inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you, and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.